get some light in here. And we're good to go. Welcome to the inaugural episode of The Back Office with Jeff and Dave. This Hungry for a Win pregame is brought to you by Hungry Marketplace, the food solutions provider of choice for startups and large enterprises alike. Let Hungry custom tailor your next business or event catering, virtual chef experience, or pop-up restaurant today at www.tryhungry.com. Football's back, baby! All right, people, Jaguars are back. Get it. This Sunday, September 13th, the Indianapolis Colts are coming into Jacksonville for the season opener. Uh, we had a one o'clock kick time. Uh, these teams uh, previously saw each other in the last game of last season in which the Jaguars took home a surprising victory. That didn't quite help our draft pick, uh, but altogether it was a feel-good feel win uh, at the end of a tough season. Uh, and so now we have the Colts coming to town with Phillip Rivers at the helm, uh, which uh, is a bit intimidating as Phillip Rivers typically has our number every time he plays us. Uh, but I don't think we're uh, afraid of that guy anymore, and we're looking to take home a W today. Um, so we're actually the only team in the NFL today that is allowed to have home fans. Uh, but weather-wise, I'm kind of glad I'm staying home today. Uh, it is kind of a muggy, uh, dreary-looking day, so hopefully that doesn't translate into some sloppy football. Um, but with every show, uh, right off the bat, we'll have a pre game video conference and a post game um but we'll start off with the Jalen Ramsey injury report uh so official injuries haven't dropped yet they uh, come out at 12 but uh, I'll point out one key injury altogether the team's pretty healthy um, but we are missing our rookie tight end Tyler Davis uh which um kind of hurts because we've already lost Josh Oliver a second year tight end a third round draft pick uh so the the tight ends continue to be a bit hampered um yeah, I know that the, the, the team was expecting Tyler Davis to take on a, a pretty big role early in the season given all the other injuries, but unfortunately we're not going to have him today. Yeah, it would be nice to see him play. Um, this team across the board is counting on a, a lot of young players uh, or new veterans to step in and play a starting role and play a significant time. And that's really going to be the theme of the season, especially early on, is seeing if this kind of hodgepodge of players can come together. Um, especially with a limited off season and see how they all gel. Yep. Um, so that gets us into the lockdown, the bank based defense facts brought to you by Todd wash. <laughs> um, so yeah, Dave, uh, overall, what's your, your general sentiment uh, about the defense? Uh, it's definitely probably the biggest question mark on this team right now, which is saying a lot. <laughs> yeah. I think the biggest take is, is all the fresh faces. You know, we've, we've had an off season of a lot of change and, and honestly two off seasons of a lot of change. If you think back to the year that we don't talk about 2017 um, coming off of an AFC championship berth and a, a very, very, very close appearance to the franchise's first ever Super Bowl. You've taken what was a dominant defense that I believe was fifth in the NFL in scoring defense, and you've pretty much dismantled it in the course of 
two, two years, which is impressive in and of itself. Um, I, I don't think that the, the front office really expected for that to happen. If they did, then there's something uh, even more structurally wrong than, than, uh, than what meets the eye. Um, but, you know, I, I think that this is really turning over a new page for, for the team. Um, you know, we, we need to get off to a strong start on defense and, and really fix the, the run game. That's what I'm going to be looking for today. Um, you know, last year, I'd say the, the appropriate adjective would have been porous. Um, it, it seemed like in any given game, a team with a, a slightly inferior rushing attack could put up over 200 yards on the ground against the Jags. And, and that's something that they just can't afford to repeat this year. Um, so what I'm looking for is first and foremost, the undisputed captain of the defense, Josh Allen in his second year, um, to come in strong today and lead this team to what I hope to be, um, an acceptable, acceptable performance on the ground. Last year, Josh had 44 tackles, two forced fumbles and 10 and a half sacks coming off the edge. Uh, I think it would be safe to say him repeating those numbers would be a disappointment for the franchise this year. We really need to see him come in and take over the role that Clay's Campbell has held for the last four years coming into this season, uh, which was honestly the leader of the defense. And um, so that, that, that's the first thing I'm looking for. I think the, the second big topic that we should talk about is, is the change in the linebacker room. Um, you have the addition of Joe Schobert, um, who had 133 tackles last year for the Cleveland Browns, brought in to fill the middle linebacker position, which was previous, previously held by Miles Jack. Um, with Miles Jack moving back outside to what the team is now calling his more natural position. I'd say for the past two years, the fan base has been saying that, but uh, <laughs> we have not been in agreement. So uh, I think that's definitely a storyline to watch. Um, and uh, I'm excited to see Joe take the field. Yeah, agreed. Uh, heard a lot of good things about Schobert. He was a free agent that we brought over out of Cleveland. Uh, his first contract after he played out his rookie deal in Cleveland. Um, Great buzzword, real cerebral kind of player. Uh, and uh, he picked off Gardner Minshew a few times throughout camp in the scrimmage. Um, so pass protection, um, he definitely is uh, an elite player there. Um, hopefully he can bring some uh, added strength to our run defense. Uh, and it, I think it is very interesting seeing Miles play at the will linebacker position. Um, so he doesn't have to think as much, just be reactive, rely on his athleticism. Uh, he'll play in coverage. He'll play run defense. Uh, we might even see him blitz um, off the off the outside. So, um, if there's one guy to watch today uh, while you're you're watching the game, I'd keep an eye on number 44. I think he's going to be really interesting to see what they're doing with him. Yeah, um, maybe then, uh, maybe sticking with the run defense for a minute. You know, we we talked about Allen, and, and obviously the linebacking core is a big part of stopping the run. Um, maybe we should talk about the interior of the defensive line, which has seen a ton of turnover um, and is coming into the game with a bunch of unproven players, at least in a Jaguars uniform. Taven Bryan, who to date has been a little bit of a disappointment, uh, being drafted uh, slightly ahead of Lamar Jackson in the 2018 draft. Um, what are your expectations for, for Taven and, and then some of the, the new faces that, that have come in to, uh, to participate in, in stopping the run? Yeah, the, uh, the, the the defensive line, specifically the interior, is a big question mark. Um, in free agency, we tried to shore that up by bringing in a guy named Al Woods, who plays nose tackle, um, and Rodney Gunter, who would have played the Clayus Campbell big end position. Both those guys aren't playing this year. One opted out, one uh, decided to retire. Um, so a lot of new faces or unproven faces in the interior. Um, I feel good about Taven Bryan and Timmy Jernigan is a guy who we uh, picked up off the street. Um, he, Timmy played at a really elite level 
um, through the middle of his career, and now he's settled in Jacksonville. Uh, he's really excited to be here, which is refreshing. Um, he went to high school in Lake City, uh, college at Florida State. He's six foot two, 300 pounds. Um, definitely some mass that we needed in the middle to stop the run. So I feel good about that three technique position. Um, at nose tackle, that's the other interior defensive position. Um, we have a rookie out of Ohio State, Devon Hamilton, who a lot of people have like a first round, second round grade on him. So we were really excited to get him in the third. Um, and then we have Avery Jones, who's the longest tenured player on the team. Um, you know, he is serviceable. Um, but we'll see. I mean, those guys really got to show up today. Um, Josh Allen is an absolute stud on the outside. And then we have the rookie first-round pick, Caleb on Chasen, uh, played at LSU. Um, they're going to start him immediately at the defensive end position. Um, and he's a super athletic guy. But uh, as any rookie starting at the position, it's a really difficult position. And it's going to be interesting to see uh, if he can get effective pressure on the quarterback today against a, a pretty good um, Indianapolis Colts offensive line. Yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, given that it's his first game, I think if, if, we're, if we're not hearing his number called in a negative way, then uh, we, we, we've, uh, we've escaped in a, in a positive light. So um, definitely a storyline to look for. I think if, if uh, Chason can, uh, can have an impact, you know, right off the bat, it, it really kind of changes the dynamic of that defensive line. Um, so then I, I think the last piece of the defense that we haven't talked about yet is the secondary, which in my opinion, is a huge question mark uh, right now. You know, you've, you've three starters returning in uh, Jared Wilson, uh, DJ Hayden, and Trey Herndon, uh, all of which have played meaningful minutes, uh, not just last year, but even, even years prior. Um, you know, Hayden, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, is one of the oldest players on the team, just recently turning 30 years old, which is <laughs> Um, and has really made, made his living here in Jacksonville playing out of the nickel. Um, and so I think it'll be interesting to see if that's still where they intend to play him most of the time or if, if he starts to move outside, given that the rest of the, the secondary is, is very, very young. So I'd, I'd love to get your thoughts on that. Yeah. Um, hopefully the, the secondary is a, a big factor in the game today because that means we're stopping the run effectively. Uh, the Colts are going to come into the game just – run the ball and then building off uh, that run game with play action passing. Um, Trey Herndon, uh, he's a, what a third year player um, came in and filled in for Jalen Ramsey uh, when he hurt his back last year. Mm -hmm. And uh, he played, played solid. Uh, and so we're looking for him to take a big step. CJ Henderson is going to have some rookie woes to start. I mean, he hasn't looked like an absolute stud, but, He's kept up with the likes of DJ Chark in camp, so there's some uh, promise there. But I think the most interesting guy to watch today is Josh Johnson. Uh, he is a former second-round pick, uh, played and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers, I believe. And he's starting at the strong safety position for uh, our guy, Ronnie Harrison, uh, who made a – R.I.P. Ronnie. Yeah, made a not-so-graceful exit out of Jacksonville but was traded uh, about a week ago, um, which was shocking and led some people to – uh, insinuate that the Jaguars are tanking but um, I think the biggest thing with this defense at least Todd Wash will continue to make excuses that you know if players don't buy into the system um, and take care of the responsibilities the defense can't work that's you know left to to be unseen you know we have our personal opinions about uh, Todd Wash's inability to make adjustments uh, with his defense but um yeah, he's definitely a you know he sticks to the scheme. He doesn't he doesn't move the scheme around his players, which 
you know, I'd say going forward isn't a quality that you, you'd really desire in, in your defensive coordinator, given the way the league has transformed into more of a passing league. And, and I think that if you look at it holistically, that, that really, um, that really increases um, the, uh, the need to have a, a coordinator that really can adjust to the, the skill set of his players. But, um, you know, for now, you know, our, our, uh, we are in Todd's hands. So uh, <laughs> I think, uh, you know, with that, uh, I think that was a great defensive outlook. Uh, we're excited to see what goes on today with, with the Jags on the defensive side of the ball. But let's move over to where the real juice is at, the offense. So uh, for the Gruden grind for a win, offensive outlook, what are you looking for, Jeff? Yeah, um, you know, the easy answer is looking for Gardner to just go out there and fearlessly let it fly. Uh, this is going to be a new offensive scheme that uh, employs some West Coast uh, offensive strategies. Um, and so what, what they're going to do is they're going to spread uh, the receivers all across the field, open up the field, and let Gardner – uh, make throws out of the shotgun and out of the pocket. Um, so, you know, with a guy like Gardner, he's only six foot tall. You got to get him rolling out of the pocket. Um, and that's where he is most effective creating plays. Um, but, uh, you know, I think uh, the biggest question mark today is seeing James Robinson, our starting running back play. Uh, we just traded Leonard Fournette. Uh, Devine Ozigbo uh, isn't playing today. Um, neither is Raquel Armstead. I believe they're both um injured at the moment yeah they were both moved to the the, the short-term IR earlier so this we're really light at running back and they have really talked up this undrafted rookie out of Illinois State James Robinson um so yeah. it's gonna be really interesting to see him run I'm excited for that yeah despite the lack of, of pedigree you know he does come into to a an empty Jaguars running back room with with some pretty impressive records of his own he was number two in the Illinois State record books for rushing, 4,444 yards, um, and then 5,218 all-purpose yards in his career and over 45 touchdowns. Um, in 2019, he was named a consensus first-team FCS All-American after posting a career high in rushing, almost 1,900 yards on the ground and 16 touchdowns. Um, so for a guy that, that had little, very little coverage around him, um, it's certainly an intriguing timeline and, and – uh, um, and storyline to be watching going into this game. Um, but, you know, I, I, I agree. I think you hit the big one, which is that we're, we really need to see what Gardner has, you know, as a, as a believer, uh, I'm super optimistic. You know, it's, it's super rare to see a guy come in with such little hype, kind of like James Robinson, I guess, and, and put up the numbers that, that Gardner did last year. Uh, he broke the franchise rookie records for single season passing, single game passing and single season touchdowns with 21 on his way to a six-win opening campaign, which led all the other rookie quarterbacks, most of which were drafted miles ahead of him. So I think the spotlight's on Gardner. You know, he, if he can seize this opportunity, I think this really does become his team, and, and not just in a way that, that's chatter, but, but in, a, in a real way where um, he's here to stay and kind of be the core of this going forward. Um, I know everybody wants to look ahead to the Trevor Lawrence draft, but um, I'm on Team Gardner for now. So I think, you know, to, to get Gardner on that track, though, requires a lot of help from the wide receivers, which we touched on a little bit. The one I'm looking at, obviously, is DJ Chark. Last season, he earned a bid to the Pro Bowl with uh, 70 grabs, 1,000 yards, and eight touchdowns, which is the most by a Jaguars receiver in recent memory outside of the Allen Robinson uh, 2015 season, where Blake Bortles was getting a lot of late game action, if you know what I mean. Um, so, yeah, what are, you know, what are you excited about on the receiver front? Yeah, uh, DJ Chark, uh, 
certified stud. Uh, it was funny hearing him talk to the media this week about the Colts secondary. And, uh, you know, he mentioned, oh, they play covered two really well. And reading between those lines, it means I know what they're doing on defense and I'm ready to shred whatever coverage they're throwing at me. Uh, he's definitely going to draw a lot of attention. Uh, probably see uh, a lot of double teams this year. Um, we've got a stable of receivers that I think you should be uh, optimistic about. Chris Conley, I'd like to see more out of him. He's a really tall, really fast guy. Um, and it's, he does seem to be in the right place at the right time often, but I'd like to see a little bit more out of him. Uh, Keelan Cole is a guy who is at the end of his rookie contract and has uh, played really good football for us. Um, he's not the biggest guy, but has a huge wingspan. Gardner really likes to throw to him. Um, but I'm really excited about LaVisca Chenault. Um, there was reports that we've been doing a lot of crazy stuff with him. He is a second-round draft pick out of Colorado. Um, really big guy. He runs like a running back, um, has great hands. And I think we're going to see him lining up in the slot, possibly lining up as a running back today. Um, yep. And so you're going to see a lot of design plays around him. Um, so I really hope that the game that he brought to um, the Pac-12 at Colorado uh, can translate immediately to the NFL. Agreed. And, you know, with the, the air raid offense and, and Gruden coming in, I think that that's a very real possibility that having that kind of chess piece player um, is, is what the Jaguars needed in, a, in a, a largely unknown receiving core, though I'd say, you know, to kind of go out on the limb here, um, could end the year of being one of the better receiving cores in the NFL, even though they're, they're really not talked about. So I think those are all really exciting things to be watching for going into this first game. Um, and then no, the we haven't even we haven't even touched on Colin Johnson, who's a sixth yeah. round pick out of Texas, who has just been lighting it up in scrimmages. He's like six foot six, just like palms the ball. Um, yeah. So um, that, that's even another guy to be excited about. So I think Gardner has a lot to work with um, with the receiving core. It's just a matter is is he going to get the protection needed to uh, make plays because. Uh, for some reason, year over year, this regime continues to put so much faith in this offensive line that they've constructed, doubling and tripling down on some questionable draft picks and free agent signings. And uh, so we've got the same five guys coming back this year, and apparently there's reason to believe that they're going to take this enormous step. Um, but what do you think about the offensive line? Yeah, I mean, I think, I think as a general rule of thumb, uh, continuity is a good thing, and, and that's certainly what the, what the front office has bought into and, and put forward for this year, keeping that, that group together. That's a, by and large, was a, a big disappointment last year. Though, you know, in, de in their defense, as much as I don't want to defend Dave Caldwell, you know, there were some, some interesting um, events last year that, that had a, a big impact on the team, one of which was the fact that Cam Robinson, obviously, tore his ACL early into the season um, and, and was out for a good portion of the year. And, um, and then also the, the, the battle at, at right guard between AJ can and, and Will Richardson, which it appears that for now, at least can has won and Richardson playing more of a support and then possibly a swing tackle role. So the, the, the right guard position uh, in fact uh, has come down to AJ can and Ben Barch, who was a fourth round pick, um, I believe out of a division three school uh, that's a topic for another day, but yeah, Will Richardson, Will Richardson apparently gave Cam Robinson some competition in camp, but uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and that's probably the biggest question mark on the offensive line is Cam Robinson, second round tackle coming in, finally fully healthy, um, and he's playing on a contract year, so 
but that's a huge question mark because it would really be tough to have to go back to the well and draft another left tackle. Yeah, and um, I, I absolutely agree on Cam. I think this is a big year, and I, I misspoke earlier. I actually meant in 2018 was when he had his injury. But, um, yeah, and then, you know, shifting across the line to the, to the right tackle position, I, I do feel really confident that Jawan Taylor is going to take a big step. It seems like kind of across the board, the, the former greats at the tackle position for the Jaguars at least, but Tony Baselli and Leon Searcy have both talked very highly of Jawan Taylor and said that, you know, he not only has the, the immeasurables and the intangibles to be a great tackle in the league, but um, is committed to his craft and has been working very hard to, to progress not only his game, but the game of the entire offensive line in, in the offseason. So that's a, that's a great, um, that's an, another great player to keep your eye on. I think uh, if he can cut out the penalties, I think we're all aware of how penalized the Jaguars were last year with a lot of them coming from Jawan Taylor early on. Um, that, that could be the makings of, a, of a, a sneaky Pro Bowl pick right there at right tackle, I think. Nice. Yeah. Uh, holding my breath with the offense, but uh, I, I'm looking forward to Gardner just letting it all out on the field. And uh, he knows he's going to have to score points with this defense. So I think out of the gate, we're going to – it's going to be a new style of football. It's going to be refreshing. It's not going to be run first. Uh, we're not looking to grind out games. Uh, we're looking to score points. And even if this ultimately ends up being a bit of a disappointing season, it's going to feel a lot like 2015 where we went 5-11, and 11, but Blake Bortles was throwing like 300 yards every game. Um, so um, it will be more entertaining football despite maybe the record being uh, less than entertaining. Yeah, agreed. And I think uh, – I, I think – you know, it, it's exciting for Gruden coming in and, and kind of turning what we've been watching for the past five years around into a, a different scheme, different setup. Um, I think that's that's really interesting uh, to see play out. I, I also think that, um, you know, out of any offense they could be running, I think that this is this is one that will actually uh, meaningfully help Gardner um, from a um, from the, the quarterback position, I think getting him out of the pocket, letting him use his legs more stuff that we saw last year that he was quite good at. Um, I, I think that that's what we have to look forward to. And, and to your point, if, if they can put up enough points to win, um, I, I think that that's going to be the key. I, I don't think this defense is going to carry us anymore. So I think we've, we've now evolved um, to be similar to the rest of the NFL where, where offense is winning championships, not the defense. So definitely something to look forward to. Yeah. Um, it'll be, Particularly interesting to see how Jay Green comes out in the first quarter today. Are they going to be taking shots early, or are you going to see them try to build Gardner's confidence early on with design plays, screen passes, um, short slants, things like that, crossers, um, just to get the ball out of his hands and into the receiver's hands uh, to to build some rapport, and then look to to take you know more aggressive shots later in the game um, because Gardner's issue was last season uh, having really flat first halves. And then for whatever reason, he just turns into a maniac when the pressure's on. And that really just speaks to his general um, attitude or style of just being a gamer. Like he, he's never performed well in scrimmages or in camp, but when like the lights are the brightest, that dude just plays. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see that again. I think, uh, you know, regardless of what the whole season holds, um, every Jaguars fan should be excited to see uh, a second year Gardner Minshew get out there and do what he does best, which is make magic happen. And speaking of Gardner Minshew, uh, that takes us to our next segment, um, the Gardner Minshew guest segment. Um, unfortunately, uh, spoke to Gardner earlier this week. Um, he actually just relocated to a house uh, at the beach. 
Um, so he's, you know, moving in this week. Can't disclose the location, but um, been making a lot of trips to Home Depot, Bed Bath & Beyond, and just couldn't fit us in this week. But we'll have him on next week for his thoughts uh, about, you know. Um, so shout out to Gardner there. Uh, what do we got next, Dave? Next, uh, we're transitioning the, the pod a little bit to one of our favorite topics, the betting lines. Um, so our next segment is the Brinks truck lock of the week. Uh, so where are we going to get that money, money as Jalen would say? <laughs> um, all right. So I'm pulling up the lines right now. Let's just recap, uh, what they are for the game. And then we'll go into, um, what, what we think is the, the best play for your money. So the Jaguars are eight point dogs at home today. Um, so you're saying on a neutral field, they would be about a 10-point dog. Um, so that's a lot of points. Me personally, I took the points. But um, looking at the totals, over under 44.5, they're expecting a low-scoring game. Uh, I would also probably tend to take the over. Um, defenses are – I think it's a lot more difficult for defenses week one, especially with this limited offseason, like getting on the same field with assignments, whereas the offenses are going to come in with their script and – the defenses are going to have to uh, learn on the fly. Uh, but if you want to make some money this week, we're looking at Chris Thompson, new running back to the team, former yep. Jay Gruden disciple, uh, former Florida State player. Um, his receiving yard total is at 22 and a half. And I, that is just going to be absolute cake because we're going to be playing a third down a lot. We're going to be playing from behind. He's going to come in on obvious passing downs and get a lot of screens uh, and swing passes. And I think he hits that total probably in two or three catches. Um, so that's where I would put my money this week. Yep, absolutely agree. That was going to be my pick as well. I think that's a – you can back up the truck on that one. Um, you're going to see at least five to six touches out of Chris Thompson in the first 30 to 45 minutes of this game coming out of the backfield as a receiver. Um, I think it only benefits him that the running back room is so tight right now. I, I think James Robinson's going to obviously need, you know, to take a break here and there. Um, and the, the running back that they signed from the Bucks, if, he, if he's even cleared to play today, I, I do not think we'll be getting many touches. So I, I think look for that duo to, to kind of take the, the lion's share of, of your running back touches between James Robinson and, and Chris Thompson, with Thompson being kind of the lead receiving back. Um, so, yeah, with that, I think uh, it's time to ring in our guest of the week prediction. Uh, I believe Colin's joining us this week. Is that right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, Colin's about to um, jump in on the call. Um, let's go ahead and uh, go through our personal predictions for this Sunday. Okay. Let me pull up the, uh, let's end with the Jaguars. How about that? Um, so me personally, I think, and I've elaborated on a little bit, but this is going to be a shootout. Uh, might be sloppy at times with defensive assignments. Um, but I think the Jaguars score three touchdowns, maybe out on a field goal. Um, but at the end of the day, I think you're asking a lot of our defense against a really good stable of backs uh, with, with Indianapolis and then Phillip Rivers, of course. I think he gets the last laugh, unfortunately. And uh, the Jaguars go down 31 to 24 today. All right. Well, to play the eternal optimist, uh, I'm going to take the other side of that. I, I agree with a lot of your points. I think that the, uh, the Jaguars are going to be engaged in a shootout today with the Colts. I think it'll be a battle of 
which defense is worse coming off of an off season with very little pad work and, and honestly just interaction together. Um, that said, I think Gardner finds a way to make it happen in the fourth quarter. Jags win 31-28. All right, Colin. So I had 31-24. Jags go down. David's taking a similar score, but with some uh, Minshew heroics. Uh, so Colin, Colin, our first uh, guest of the pod, uh, what are you taking today? Oh, man, on the spot. Uh, I think it's going to be a little bit more of a low-scoring affair. Okay. Um, I'll go uh, give me 27-13 Colts. Oof. That hurts. Yeah, I think, it, I think it's bad. I think it's bad today. <laughs> well, you're wise to, you know, pad yourself emotionally. You know, this is a – We talked about it the other day. I'm just hedging my happiness. I'm either going to be super, <laughs> super right on the podcast or – I'll be so pleasantly wrong that it doesn't even matter. <laughs> um, anything else in particular that you're going to be uh, watching today? We spoke a little bit earlier uh, on defense, watching number 44 and number 45. That's Miles Jack playing at the outside linebacker position, which is new for him. And then Caleb on Chasen starting immediately on the edge. Uh, those will be two interesting guys to watch. Um, but for the fans that they're watching today, where would you keep your eyes at? Uh, I'm watching the offensive line today. That's uh, <laughs> it, it's it's not a uh, it could be a horrible horrible day there. But um, Colts adding DeForest Buckner already have a good pretty you know Darius Leonard good defensive front as is the offensive line was horrible. You know on paper they should be very good. There's a lot of money. There's a lot of draft. Uh, what's the word capital. I'm looking for here? Capital. Yeah. Thank you. A lot of draft capital built in. From the left tackle, second round pick, you know, guard, you got a left guard making more money than I think any other guard in the league. You have a center who's right. Yeah. more than Everyone makes more than our quarterback, but um, you know, Brandon Linder, one of the highest paid centers in the league, got a second round should have been a you know, possible first round draft pick in Juwan Taylor. You have a lot of capital, a lot of money there. They have to be better than they were last year. If, if Gardner's, I mean, Gardner's going to have a chance. You know, we, we love the Minshew magic, but it would also be nice to not have to watch him run around for dear life to, uh, to try and make a play. Yeah, I think a, I think a clean pocket it would be a, a welcome surprise for every Jaguars fan out there. Right. I would say secondary one, I, I do want to see LaVisca Chenault. Just, you know, you're, you hear the, the hype, you hear the just – raw stats and what he's capable of and when when he is healthy what a big play threat he can be with him and Chark and Connolly we obviously don't have any tight ends that are going to scare a defense so I think you need to get creative with him because because that could be fun to kind of exploit the middle of the field which we really haven't been able to do with basically no tight end presence over the last two years yep yeah uh, I agreed I was saying I earl earlier on the show um keep keep an eye out for some designed runs with LaVisca today Right. Um, you know, we've got basically just James Robinson at the running back position. Um, so they're going to have to find a way between him and Chris Thompson uh, to get the ball moving. Um, so I think LaVisca Chenault could even line up at running back today. I would not be surprised. Right. And, I mean, that I would say Jay Gruden as just a play caller before he was the head coach in Washington, but when he was with the Bengals, I mean, their offenses were very creative. He got all the different pieces that, you know, from AJ Green to you know, on down to all the different running backs and Andrew Hawkins. I mean, all, Tyler I for all these different guys. He had got them all super involved in the offense. So I'll be interested to see what he looks like too. Just 
going back to, you know, just having a play caller hat on and not needing to run the whole team. Absolutely. And I, and I think that that's an important point in that um, it's going to be the first time in a long time that we've seen a Jaguars team that's built around distributing the ball. Um, so it'll be interesting to see where the, um, you know, kind of the, the over allocation of, of, of both receptions and touches go and, and then the under allocation going in this game. Right. So, yeah, I think we can all agree, uh, number 10, keep an eye out for him today. Uh, he's going to go all over the field. 100%. All right. It's going to be fun one way or the other. Yeah. We're back. Well, we, have, we have about an hour till kickoff. In four um, um, for possibly the only time this season, but hopefully for just the first time this season, the Jags are tied for first in the division. Let's go, baby. Can't take, can't take that away from us. Can't take it away. I'm not talking about the draft until at least November this year. <laughs> It's going to be so bad, too, because let's say the Jags are able to pull this out, which I, I think it's, they're capable of. I mean, the last, the, the last time we saw Phillip Rivers, I mean, he was shot putting the ball down the field. Like, I, he's not exactly terrifying me. I'm more concerned from what the Jaguars can't do than what the Colts can do, mm-hmm. I think is probably my bigger fear. Yeah. But if the Jags somehow do win, I mean, 16 teams – on Tuesday morning, we'll have losses. And if you don't think I'm going to be the worst person ever, just going to get, we're better than more than half the league. Like, look at us go. <laughs> it's going to be great. I can't wait. All right. Well, I believe that we are running out of time for the inaugural episode of The Back Office with David Jeff. Thank you, Colin, for joining us. And we'll be back with the post game in a few hours after we get that dub. Duval. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, Colin, and everyone out there. Go Jags. Go Jags.